with us this morning is Ambassador John Bolton, uh, one of the smartest guys I know, and uh, he uh, still maintains his security clearance. And uh, Ambassador, uh, so many things are happening in the world. Can you give on a Sunday morning? Can you give uh, our audience a update of uh, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on with Putin, what's going on with Hamas, etc. Well, as you say, it's a, it's it's a complicated world, and I think in some senses these these crises tie together, and 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 maybe other threats we could face from China while this is going on. You know, in Ukraine, although it's uh, been out of the headlines because of the conflict uh, with Hamas and Israel, uh, the Ukrainians continue to try and make uh, headway, but uh, but the but the opposing forces, the Russians' defense is very well dug in, and. Uh, I think the Ukrainians are worried about uh, about possible loss of some American support. I, I hope we're going to find a way to give them the additional military support they need. But right now, that conflict goes on and it remains very bloody. And uh, but at this point, stalemated. I'm I'm worried Putin may seek a diplomatic way out of it and consolidate the territorial gains the Russians have made. So I think it's important we act quickly and try and get the Ukrainians the additional assistance we need. You know, shifting to the Hamas-Israel conflict, obviously the ceasefire broke well, let's, down. Let's, let's, stay, let's stay in the Ukraine a second. Uh, Putin almost threatened, and uh, 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 well, Blinken says to Israel, well, well where was it, in, in Russia or Israel, where Blinken said uh, to Israel, it was Israel, said that you don't have any credit, and uh, asked them to, uh, to do it uh, Oh, you know, President Biden's way. Yeah. Well, you know, despite Biden's early strong rhetorical support for Israel, he spent most of the last several weeks trying to prevent Israel from eliminating Hamas. Although, interestingly, on Friday, Secretary Blinken had to admit that the cause of the breakdown of the ceasefire for the exchange of, of hostages for Palestinian prisoners was that Hamas had fired a rocket. Uh, into Israel, and it had increased its terrorism, not in Gaza, but on the West Bank. So, look, I think the onus is on Hamas. I think the administration needs to get uh, needs to understand that and to give Israel some space here so that they can accomplish the objective the government has said they want to achieve, which is eliminating the threat. And this constant nitpicking and second-guessing the Israelis uh, is not solving the terrorism problem. I, I agree. Uh, so we're a stalemate, it looks like right now, with Hamas and, and Israel and until uh, somebody makes the next step. Right. I, I think the Israelis are very determined here. They've got a lot of tunnels to destroy. They've got a lot of Hamas leaders uh, still to eliminate, a lot of Hamas soldiers. And I think that really the problem is what I call the terrorist veto. People say, oh, but it's going to cause so many civilian casualties the, the, the all, as Israel goes into the southern part of the Gaza Strip. The reason for that is entirely Hamas, cynically, barbarically, using the Gazan people, the, the residents of Gaza Strip, its, its own fellow Palestinians, as human shields. Uh, they use the, the kidnapped victims that they took on October the 7th from Israel as human bargaining chips to buy time which is what they did during the pause to uh, to shore up their own positions, get people out of vulnerable, get their fighters into uh, in more defensible positions and, and, fi- and put themselves in a better position to resist 
Israel's efforts to, to clean them out of the, of the Gaza Strip. And they've been they've been uh, cheating on their commitments the whole time. You know, really, there comes a point when uh, when a country's allowed to defend itself, the, the, the Hamas, in effect, declared war on Israel. And Israel is entitled not just to uh, punish Hamas for what they've done, but to eliminate the Hamas threat. Understood. Uh, back to Putin and the Ukraine. What's the next step? Whose step is it? Well, I think the Ukrainians will continue to fight. I mean, this is for them uh, existential, like it is for the Israelis against uh, Hamas. And they've shown great courage, but they need outside assistance. Russia is three and a half times bigger than Ukraine. Uh, it's got a much bigger army. And in a war of attrition, ultimately, if, if we don't help the Ukrainians out, ultimately, Russia will win. I think we need to do a better job of it. I think uh, people in the House and the Senate should press Biden harder to develop a winning strategy with Ukraine, not not just preventing Ukraine from losing, but figure out how Ukraine can win. And I think we've got to be very concerned about a Russian diplomatic offensive that tries to win in the uh, over the bargaining table what the Russian troops can't win, I think, on the battlefield. And that could come at any time. So we need to be ready for that. Understood. Ambassador, uh, uh, we covered both of those uh uh, uh, bases. Uh, anything else you want to tell the American people on a Sunday morning? Well, look, I think one thing to worry about is what the what the Chinese leadership in Beijing is thinking. They they see the U.S. and Europe focused on Ukraine, focused on the war in the Middle East. And if, if I were a Chinese communist leader, I'd be saying, with 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 all that attention being focused on those conflicts, maybe this is a time for us to get something in in uh, the East China Sea or the South China Sea or uh, elsewhere in Asia, while the U.S. attention is diverted. And uh, so I think that's a real possibility. And I, I think, you know, we need to be able not just to handle Ukraine and, and the Middle East crisis. We, we've got to be on the lookout for threats elsewhere, too. And I, I don't know that the administration is doing that. So I'm worried as bad as things are in, in uh, Europe and the Middle East, we could have a problem in Asia pretty soon, too. Ambassador John Bolton, thank you for everything you've done for America and continue to do for America, and we'll catch up again real soon. Well, thanks, John, for having me on. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from Mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family-owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in-store, by phone, or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinny Madunio and WABC sent you. Manja. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.